We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today hello everybody welcome back to another episode of have of how did we get here it's the only audio podcast road trip with no breaks and i'm zach and he's jacob and today's topic is the alluring divertisement of scholastic book fairs and if you're seeing that word for the first time we are too uh, you're not alone yeah uh we did look up a thesaurus for this episode and it shows you could tell we, we use this very, I, I mean, it looks French, right? This has to be a French word. It's very I wonder uh, how many people have known every word that we've used. Because I'm scrolling up through our episode titles, and I think words like, I guess, implications, ramification, eugenics, uh, myopic. And sure. I, I know all of these words. Actually, I think I know every word we've used before divertisement. I think this is the first new word to me. We're breaking a streak. I, I think that was sort of the allure is like it sounds intelligent, but it's not. It's the it's oh, you not, know what no. all these words mean. They're not that intense, but advertisement yeah. is basically just a fun thing. And uh that is certainly what the scholastic book fair is. It's were. a if distraction, you, entertainment, something exactly. like that. Yeah. And, I think uh, etymology was probably I don't think I knew etymology. Myopic was the one for me. Oh I had yeah. To, I had to remember what that was. I, I, whenever I see that word, I have to like, I have to go back and research it because I forget what it is because it doesn't come up very often mm -hmm. uh, naturally. But with, we came on this topic just organically from the last episode. We we're talking about uh, the 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 prevalence of school fundraisers and book fairs, and that's where mm -hmm. we're starting today. Because I don't know how Scholastic book fairs made books cool, bro. I hated books, but that I... it was popping. I don't know, because no kid has ever liked books. And if you did, you were a nerd and you know who you are. True. And But the book fair was like, it wasn't just books. You know, they had some gags and gizmos and everything like that. They had SpongeBob coloring books. You know, okay, so I drew a lot as a kid. Like drawing was okay. my favorite thing to do. And I loved the book fair because it had so many art books. It had so many books that taught you how to draw these characters or trace them trace the oh my god i forgot about tracing that's all yeah. i did i was yeah. never a drawer i couldn't actually create anything but mm -hmm. i was excellent at tracing i actually made an entire new pokédex with with a friend i called it <laughs> virtumon okay and i didn't have the artistic ability to draw per se um i love drawing but uh, you know you know, yeah, passion's not enough not sometimes. Talented. Sure. And I I don't know if you guys had this, but I had like a little, uh, it was probably like, I want to say like five by seven inches, like the size of like a picture, really. Sure. And it was, it was part ruler. And then on the inside, it had like all these shapes you could trace for like geometry, not geometry, but just whatever we were doing, you know? Sure. Okay. And... So I used that in fifth grade to make Pokemon. I just used basic shapes and put them together. That's amazing. And and I made an entire like Pokédex. And I know I have it around somewhere, but I just think it's it's interesting to think that I even as a kid, like I just made this out of uh, of uh, just you know just shapes. Just, just yeah, just like yeah. general lines and and shapes and colors. Was it like how big was it? Are we talking like? A hundred or yeah, hundred oh plus. I had them in a little God. binder, and I gave it to my friend who was uh, he, him and I did it together, and he was moving to Wyoming, 
So I Aww. gave it to him as a little farewell gift. Oh, and that's sweet. Uh, he still has it to this day. Oh my God, really? Yeah, he lives like 15 minutes away from me. We both live in LA now. It's insane. Oh my God. Yeah. That's nuts. Just, yeah, just by chance? Like by chance. You just ended up just both being there? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, we we still kept in touch because uh, he has a band called uh, Not My Weekend. And I obviously had like Alpha Rad stuff. So him and I were like both doing stuff online. So we kind of like loosely followed each other from what we were doing. And then one time he posted his band is playing shows in LA. And I was like, oh, how often do you guys come out here? He goes, we we live here. And I go, whoa. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Small world. Well, you were talking last episode about how like the most prolific media franchises are the ones that kids draw, right? And the yeah. fact that you were sort of drawn to that and did that on your own is uh that's pretty that that's pretty telling, I would say, honestly. Mm-hmm. But holy crap. Scholastic book fairs, they made books cool. They did. You got they Judy did. B. Jones in this bitch. <laughs> I can't believe that it worked like that. I still can't. Like the fact that, like, I, I don't know if it was the experience of actually uh having money to blow for the first time because for me i think that was it like mm-hmm. i would have 20 bucks in my pocket and i would have the entire world in front of me in terms of yeah. books. and it's like having the choice for the first time is truly it's it's intoxicating when you're a kid do you want where's waldo do you want the garfield book there are so many choices. I think I grabbed the gaming books all the time, just like the tips and tricks. Oh, you know? I liked uh, the Ripley's Believe It or Not, because those were also there. Ah, whoa, sure. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, I wanted a little, I, mm, I wanted a little refresher, right, on Scholastic Book Fair and the products they held. So I yeah. go on to bookfairs.scholastic.com, blah, 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 scroll down, and it says, <clears throat> host a fair hyperlink. Huh. Okay. Can we just... Wait. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Where are we going to do it? I don't I don't know, but it, it is interesting to note... That you could just do that? You can do that. It has to be a school. It has yeah, to be a it school. Says, it yeah, says yeah. a school. Okay, but I was going to say... If anyone out there is in high school, way past the age of it, bargain. <laughs> I say bargain with whoever your student council teacher representatives liaison try and get them to bring scholastic back to your school it's going to be a hit because i think I, I don't know why it works this way you know like that trend where it was like if you show me um or if this gets x amount of retweets my teacher will pass everyone on the final and it's mm, like them shaking yeah, hands yeah, yeah, for the yeah. teacher dude i like back in the day when that was booming i think i had like maybe 50k Twitter followers and I still retweeted everything. Like I was oh, like sure. I'm with I'm with the kids on this one. Yeah, you got to help the kids out. So funny to clout check your teachers. <laughs> well, it's funny cuz the teachers are supposed to be like a a, a position of authority, the adult. Mm-hmm. But they don't they don't have any social pull. They don't have any clout. Who are you going to influence? Your teachers any day of the week. Every opportunity you get. Dude, what would a high school scholastic book fair even look like? It would just be like Twilight and Harry Potter, right? I mean, like, I think you still bring elementary stuff and it's nostalgic. People would still <laughs> buy it. I guess so. Yeah. If you give a mouse a cookie, stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking through their site now at all these books that I totally forgot existed. Oh, my God. I would do a meet and greet at a scholastic book fair. <laughs> just saying. And I would only sign books. Hey, if, you're, if you're uh, if you're listening to this, go ahead and try to get one together. I'm sure I'm sure schools would do it. I assume that schools still do this, right? They have to. It's it's I, it, this can't be something that got forgotten to time. The fact that they still have a uh. site makes me think it's still real. I just I, I really think it's it's the power of it. You have twenty dollars in your pocket. You tell your parents about it. You're excited. You also get to miss class, right? I think that's the biggest oh. thing. You get to miss class. I mean, in high school. Uh, all the musicals and the theatrical productions our drama department would put on all were like fully sold out seats. Why? Because we got to skip class. Wait, really? It would be yep. like during the... Oh, dude, I didn't know you guys had things during the day. 
Yeah, they were do like one performance during the day, one at night, one, two on the weekend. That's a cheat code. You know, it's crazy because okay. like real theatrical productions, you know, they they work to put on eight shows a week. Right. Yeah. Or nine shows a week. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, because it's one a day at night, and then, and then you get a matinee. Then you got yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chudoche. Oh, that's uh, that's really funny. That's a good way to do it, I guess. Though I didn't ever realize that schools could do that. Just like have it throughout the day and have kids pay because like the school gets to make money right the kids mm -hmm. get to have some level of uh exposure to the arts theoretically right so maybe that's a win-win yeah that that's a neat way to do it we never had that so we had that we had kids had to buy the tickets so our our audiences were always just parents yeah yeah <laughs> it was so never actually i think kids. it's crazy that high school productions work so hard to put on like four shows right yeah, like nothing at all. Yeah, they it, that's and you a have to work for like on Broadway. <laughs> on the, yeah, exactly. And you and you work for like four months after school every day. Yeah, that's insane. Because I think like for a drama, that's all you know is like, yeah, we put on four shows. That's a lot of shows. <laughs> but but I think because you don't have like that lens of an actual theatrical production, and that's crazy different. It's so mm. sad when you have a shitty show too. Yeah. That's, 25% of your whole output. You yeah. just bombed. That's you get so four. sad. My my high school, I think my junior year, they wanted to put together In the Heights. Okay. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn that thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. I grew up uh, in a very hmm. um, white city. Sure, yeah. And, uh, you know, people like to call that type of production in the whites because that's that's not the kind of people who should be putting on the show. No. So yeah. uh, I think we had some families call in and complain, and we overcorrected and changed this year's production to Legally Blonde. <laughs> And I think the dichotomy of those two productions <laughs> is just comically hilarious. That's There's, really funny. If you knew nothing, the environmental storytelling is right there. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I was going <laughs> to think you were going to go in the direction of like Oklahoma. You know, it's so, oh, it's yeah, so yeah. easy. Or like a, uh, what, like Fiddler on the Roof, right? You know like the, the you song, know? the Oklahoma when the wind comes sweeping down the plane. Oh, God, I'm sure you've heard that your entire we life. We sang that after the national anthem at any sporting event. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. That's your guys' thing. That was our thing. They, they wrote uh, a song for us. That's gross. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So I know the song very well. I've never I seen the Oklahoma musical. To. It's awful. It's it's that's my least favorite telling. musical. It's, that's it sucks. great. What's funny is that, that that issue with the high school casting never goes away. My wife does theater and... Mm -hmm. uh, there's th this area is predominantly like it's it's a diverse area, but the people who are likely to do theater in this area are white. It's one of gotcha. those things where like, you know, it's it's a fine area, but like yeah. obviously everybody that's doing this is, is a white person. In Oklahoma, and, my city was like 70 percent white, which okay. I still is like pretty dominant, but I think it's still less than what people would expect. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I would have expected it to be more. I'm surprised, but. Uh, so they wanted to do a production of The Wiz, right? Yeah. Which is Black Wizard of Oz. Uh, and they did a casting call, and a lot of white people showed up. And, like, I don't know... I don't know if there's parts in the show for white people. I don't know if it's, like... I don't think you can do an all-white Wiz, right? No. Like... I, you shouldn't. I, yeah, and, like, I'm just thinking, if you're the... 15th white person to show up at auditions and you look around, I think I'd be like, I think I, I'm going to go home. <laughs> I don't know if this production's happening. I don't think I should be doing this. That's why, they, like, yeah. with Hamilton, you know, very similar phenomenon. Sure. They took yep, a very yep, yep. white history and, and you know, it's a predominantly black cast. And then 
Um, you got Lin-Manuel Miranda as Alexander Hamilton, who is Puerto Rican, Costa Rican. One of the two. Something. Yeah. No, he's Puerto Rican. He's Puerto Wait, Rican. Wait, is he Cuban? No, he's Puerto Rican. Okay. I only I'm, know. I only thought Cuban because he played the monkey. He played a Cuban monkey in a movie. Yeah. Uh, Vivo. That's the one. Um, I want to see. Isn't he Puerto Rican? I'm pretty sure. I'm wasting a lot of time. Puerto yeah, yeah, Rican. I'm, Justin cool. says Puerto Rican. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so when it comes to like Hamilton, it's, you know, if you ever want to make any historical like movie or anything, you have to quote unquote make the cast white because history is white for sure. the most part, like especially the ones told in schools in America. And so I think it's really cool that Hamilton kind of turned that on its head and had it be more open because I think in every movie you see any biopic about a president, it's all white. So I think Hamilton, that's pretty cool. I just think that's pretty cool. And then I think, it's, uh, uh, I think it's neat that he apparently he explicitly said the only white person in the show is, is Hamilton, the king, King George. Oh, oh, king. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only white person that's led to be in the show. But he also sort of kneecapped himself a little bit, I think, in terms of like productions. Right. Because, again, like any time that you super hard uh, limit what a cast could be. There's going to be less productions of that, like across yeah. the world in community theater, Despite which I don't that, think he cares about. It's the biggest about. musical ever. Exactly. Well, well, that might be why, right? It's exclusive. Yeah. Like you got to go to Broadway to see this. You're not seeing this like at your local theater down the sh the street. Oh God, know? no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'd so be way worse. I think that's cool. But then when I was talking about Hamilton to my family, of you know my very religious Southern family. Oh yeah. They were like, well, why does why is why does George Washington have to be black? You know he was white, right? <laughs> like, and I think that like you're, you're going to be like no, <laughs> <laughs> but, but but in Hamilton, <laughs> <laughs> but I saw the show. What do you mean? <laughs> and I think Hamilton also probably did a cool job of making history cool. Yeah, I mean, I I know a lot of people who like said that they didn't like they heard rapping historical musical they're like this sucks and then they actually heard it and they were really into it they yeah they conceptually really rapping musical sounds awful right. rapping historical musical sounds awful but I, I i can see like people in history class when talking about well like the early um presidencies and the independence and everything i can see how that can be relevant yeah I, I, you know we have a good friend named josh who's a history major sure and he hates hamilton <laughs> Why is it inaccurate? Is that his whole thing? Um, he just It's less of that it's inaccurate more if he hates Alexander Hamilton specifically. Oh my god, like, okay. He hates Alexander Hamilton as a historical icon. Okay. And then he watches this and they're like, why are they romanticizing Alexander Hamilton? Why are they, sure. they glowing him up? He was a slave owner. Got it. And, so he's a I mean, they all guy. Were for the most part. He's yeah, a yeah. burr guy. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, uh but ah, uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's cool. I like musicals a lot. What's your favorite musical? Uh Pippin. Pippin? Yeah. I think mine is I like You like Heathers. I like Heathers. I think it's we've Heathers. Yeah, we've talked yeah. about this on the on the show before. I've never actually seen Heathers, but I've always wanted yeah, to. Yeah, that's good. So I, I just get uh, sidetracked. I just get excited to talk about it. I was gonna I say we got went, way off the topic here. <laughs> yes. Anyways, Scholastic Book Fair. Let's talk about the societal pressures of uh being cool. In elementary, <laughs> middle school, I feel like we can pivot off that and talk about the book fairs. I feel like people who came back with a lot of books, you were like, they got money. Oh, hell yeah. Like you, it's a status symbol if you got to show up with like eight different books. Uh -huh. I, I just, I remember how heavy the bag was as I was holding it. The little oh, plastic bag. Oh, yeah. The bag bag's always get. heavy for me, brother. It was mad heavy. And I had a, a bunch of, tra I had like pencil sharpeners and cool Ooh. erasers. I had a crazy straw. Oh, you yeah, remember the I little was... monkey eraser top you put on the head oh, of your pencil? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep, that went yep, hard. Yep. That's Maybe a, a Chinese finger trap. Right there. Mm -hmm, yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. I was all stocked up, bro. It was, uh, my mom sort of, I almost think she took it as a chance to flex because. She did pretty well for herself despite being a single mom. And we uh we always went crazy at the book fair. So I I just I think it's a cool thing. I hope people still do it out there, guys. Uh comment somewhere. Let us know if they still do these. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you because we don't have a Twitter. <laughs> tell tell someone. Maybe one day. Yeah, tell your friend. Just text them. <laughs> 
hey, we have book fairs. Just text him that. Yeah, and then he goes, go. okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> we were in the same class, I know. The the thing that always got me, though, and this is the thing that got me excited. Dude, the 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 fundraisers where you Let's would talk get, about that. I loved them so much. Mm-hmm. Every year they had fundraisers where you would try to fundraise for the school. And the grand prize for me at my school. Well, can I guess? Can I guess? Please. Yeah, go for it. Does it involve a limo? Yes. Oh, my God. Does yes. It, does it involve pizza? No. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Where, where is it? Where is it? Where's the we limo go taking to McDonald's. you? Yeah. Yeah. We go to McDonald's <laughs> and we go to the play place. That's insane. Okay. Yeah. So mine we don't get a pizza party. A limo to Mazio's, which was a local pizza place. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So and we had like the same great. thing, but slightly different. <laughs> I was gonna say, how, was it good? Like, no. or was it like? Well, you didn't know any better, right? It's like I did at that age. I was like the first <laughs> time where I had an opinion. I was like, this is okay. Thanks, I guess, dude. I so I was razzle dazzled by the idea of a fucking limo trip to McDonald's. Which, oh yeah, in that's hindsight, for celebrities. Yeah, but in hindsight, it it was like a hundred dollars for the school. Like I thought, them paying for my happy meal was the height of luxury. Yeah. It's like four dollars. I don't know. And also, anyway. renting a limo out for like one hour is not that bad. Not expensive, but it feels magical. And it does. there was one year where this fundraiser is like you're the limo you're selling. to McDonald's is also just conceptually hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 because it, like people on the road are seeing the limo. They're like, oh, I wonder who's in there. Children. You fucking, a bunch of eight-year-olds scramble out. You're like, oh, okay. Uh, but no, so I, I had the fundraiser and I got so excited because it was like the top three people, the top three to five people or whatever it was. And I sold so much crap. And it's so, it's just stuff you would never actually use. These are like, plates with woodland creatures on them uh slingshot or rubber band slingshots my mom bought like 50 of those so i would win like my family bought so much crap hickory farms sausage and cheese plates <laughs> uh-huh. you know just like absolute garbage right and we sold i think two thousand dollars worth of product uh to my immediate family by the way, nobody outside of my family <laughs> bought any of this. Yeah, they yeah. spent $2,000. Exactly. Well, who else? I'm not going door to door, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a child. And we spent $2,000 to get me to go to this goddamn McDonald's in a limo, which they could have done on their own dime for a quarter of the cost. But let me tell you, the nuggets have never tasted so sweet. It was beautiful. How could they? Honestly, it was incredible. Oh. Apparently, the most uh, common fundraising prize ideas from the web, teachers shaving their heads. Boring. Principal banana split Sunday. Boring. Yeah. Creating a motivating competition between classes oh, with a group party. reward. Based. That's the pizza party. Right, right, right. Yeah. Limo ride for top sellers to a local game dancer event. Yeah. Laser tag party. Sure. Dance party with DJ after school. iTunes gift cards and Amazon gift cards. Okay. Pretty yeah, dull, I really, honestly. I think... Yeah, I think it's pretty dull. I really think the things that have the most uh, memorable aspect are going to be your limo ride and your um, pizza party, your laser tag, whatever. Yeah, um, no question. Because it yeah. feels like a, it feels like you're you a, a big something. kid. Exactly. Like, it's not your parents. You get iTunes, Amazon gift cards for Christmas. Yeah. You can like you have school related like uh, liaison parties and whatnot. But like, I feel like. You know, I the last time I was in a limo probably was when I was in elementary school. Right. Yeah. Oh, so God. mine was for Jogathon. Okay. Are you aware of the concept? No, I've never even heard about it. It's um, it's a fundraiser, but it's it has a variable element to it. Uh, you're raising money for insert cause here, and you like are trying to collect the most money of course but the thing is they're not buying any products they're just donating i, th- I okay. think there's like a little th- like a a small list of things that they can buy but they're obviously like pretty cheap things sure. if i had to say 
but okay. it's mainly family can put donations on it. They can okay. put a flat donation on it. They can buy something or they can put a variable donation on it. They can put like they can pledge one dollar for every lap you run. Oh God! So, so the jogathon, the whole the whole day, the exhibition. Uh, you know, we have the soccer field set up. We have cones around the outline, and you just run as many laps as you can in an hour. Oh man! And this is okay. a small soccer field. This is like your standard soccer field because uh, I I think I ran twenty four laps. Okay. And I, you know, that's not a full blown soccer field if this eight year old's running twenty four laps. Sure. Yeah. That that's yes. that's that's a pretty active kid. <laughs> so I I had um yeah, so I raised the most money in my entire grade individually. Oh, shit. How much did you raise? I don't remember. <laughs> I But it was I had, a lot. I had no concept of money back then. Like it could have been like five hundred dollars, you know. I just don't think it was very competitive. Yeah. And I, I hear you. Yeah. Uh then I got the top three of each grade got to go to the limo to drive to Mazio's. And I then they also had top three prizes. So like you got prizes. And what okay. I got, hear me out, limited edition Melee GameCube. <gasps> We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn that thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. No way. Yes, sir. Do you still own it? Here's the thing. No! No, 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 no. I said, but I have a GameCube already. And they just gave me cash. Dude, no! I know. You were a kid. I was a kid. I knew nothing. That's so sad. That would go for thousands now. Wait, so do you have what it looked like? I want to see it. Is there like a Um, picture? uh, I don't think it was... Uh, like it had anything on the actual GameCube. I think it was just a silver GameCube, but it came with Melee and it had Melee on the box. Okay. Gotcha. So like, I think it was just like the box is probably special, but sure. uh, the GameCube okay. itself didn't have anything on it. All right. That's not crazy then, but no, still. It's, it's not crazy, but still like the box would have gone crazy. It had a uh, little, little stickers from the, you know, you know, that one picture of the Melee roster where it's like, they're all lined up in a diagonal line against yes. the skyline. Yep, I think yep, yep. they had like kind of that in stickers you could put around the GameCube. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I got the same thing with Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness, and I still have that GameCube. Got you. Okay. okay but okay. um, yeah. yeah so, a- anyways, I-, I think that was definitely the height of luxury. Oh, sure. We're no going to eat shitty pizza with fellow eight-year-olds <laughs> for free. I I uh I had one of the worst experiences, one of the most traumatizing experiences in my life at a kids at a uh, pizza party. So Ooh, how old were you? Uh oh god, six or seven. Okay. It was first or second grade. I'm interested. And we had a Pizza Hut pizza party. We were gonna meet at Pizza Hut after school or something like that, and it was a big thing. And we had these slips of paper where we had to say uh whether we wanted cheese pizza. Or pepperoni pizza. Now, I didn't know what cheese pizza was. To me, that's plain. That's plain pizza. Yeah, that is plain pizza. The only cheese that I knew was American cheese. That's cheese to me. Because I used to eat American cheese slices whole. I was a weird kid. Uh, I ate raw hot dogs a lot, too. I would just go into the fridge and just eat like a college student. Um, (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah, I was I was pretty dumb. So when I thought of a cheese pizza, I was thinking literally like a normal cheese pizza, but with American craft cheese like on top of it, cold. And I was like, that's disgusting. I'm going to pick pepperoni. I don't know why they didn't have plain. Imagine my surprise when we get to Pizza Hut and these fucking kids are getting plain pizza. 
How did you get that? I, I don't want that though. I wanted it so fucking. I cried. I was so mad because they brought me out pepperoni instead of the plain pizza. I wanted plain, and that's when I found out that the plain pizza was actually cheese pizza. I uh, I cried a lot as a kid. (laughs) I feel like all these stories, a lot of these stories that I'm telling you, involve me losing and then crying immediately after. I'm, it sounds like it built character. You don't strike me as a crier nowadays. I'm not. No, I'm. I'm very. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm very not strong. very sensitive. I'm very tough. I'm a strong, tough, and terrific boy now because I got all my crying out. I think I've told no less than three stories about me crying on this podcast. Now there's laser tag Pinewood Derby in this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I think okay. So did you okay? Like elementary school or whatever. Yeah. Did you guys also? Have um oh no 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 don't lose it don't lose it uh, I'm, I'm just trying to think what were you talking, talking about crying field days oh something to help like you that out oh here. Let, let me talk about a weird field trip I had um, sure because I have friends who are teachers now you know you, do you have like friends who are teachers and you're like thinking that I had so much respect for teachers when I was a kid and now I'm just like this motherfucker is a teacher. <laughs> Yeah. It's just crazy because yeah. those teachers we had were the exact same people. Right. Yeah. I remember as a kid, I was like, damn, they're a teacher. That was like prestigious. And now I'm just uh-huh. like, it's okay. You're that guy. I, I've seen people who are teachers. I've met them. And I'm like, you shouldn't be helping Around anyone. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. You should, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's different. Yeah. So, and now when you kind of learn the process, everything from your childhood becomes a little different. Uh-huh. Like I had a um we went on a field trip to Krispy Kreme Donuts. Ooh, okay. And I would like to ask why the fuck? That's a little weird. Yeah. Usually it's like a museum or something cool everyone can do, like a skate rink, you know? Maybe or it's zoo. like well, you get to see how the donuts are made. That's kind we, of we cool. We did, but that's like for a full day. Yeah, I was going to say, that takes like three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, yep, there it is. And I think the first time, the story was like the most I've ever been humbled in my entire life to this day. Um, I was second grade. I go up to a teacher at my elementary school, not the not my teacher, but another teacher. And I, you know, this was after we saw how the cookie gets made. Mm-hmm. And I, they they give us all one glazed donut. Okay. And you know that that's probably like ninety to one hundred twenty kids. Sure. Filling this Krispy Kreme right now, and I said, "Hey, Mrs. Schooler." <laughs> what crazy I- that she became a teacher, by the way. Insane. Yeah, absolutely crazy. And I said, "Can I get a glass of milk?" With this donut, which I think is a very simple request. Fair question. Yeah. And she goes, they literally gave you a donut for free. Be grateful for what you have. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I went to the bathroom and cried. Oh, (laughs) that's so sad. It gets sadder. No, there's more. I was in the bathroom crying. And then dropped my half-eaten donut on the floor. <gasps> and I didn't finish it because I was too scared to ask for another donut after I just got humbled by the hardships of reality. I would say you learned a valuable lesson that day. I What? Well, I guess you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you didn't actually learn anything. Wow. That's yeah. messed up. Okay. I got, I got a follow-up question. Kind, yeah. of, kind of irrelevance what we've been talking about. Sure. But since we're on school topic, did you ever have like a moment where you just like blatantly gave into peer pressure? No, actually. I was, yeah. uh, I, I never had that issue. I was, um, Dare worked on me very well, actually. A lot of people, <laughs> seriously, a lot of people are, uh, you know, they'll make fun of Dare, like laugh about it. Uh-huh. But like, I think it's because I grew up in a house of what, all smokers. Dare stand for again? Uh, Dare is drug resistance. No. No. 
I was I Incorrect. was spelling drug. I was spelling drug. <laughs> <laughs> it's di- oh god, what it's like is awareness or wait. Drug if only and, we had a voice. Uh, drug and it's drug and resist drug. I don't know. Drug it's, abuse resistance education. That's it. Yes. Uh. Yeah. So we had dare. Uh. And I was, I, it worked on me. Like I said, I, I, my family was super, uh, like my entire family smokes. Everybody, it, it, you know, older mm-hmm. than me smokes. So I was like around secondhand smoke my whole life. I never wanted to do it. So when I saw yeah. Dare, I was like, fuck yeah, say no. So like, I never had an instance where peer pressure was like a thing for me. So it was never like, a, like I'm not above it. It was just like I was instilled from a very young age to not, do it because of that fucking dare lion. So no, I, it never happened to me. Did it happen to you? Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today uh i i would say for the most part no but i i can think of one instance where i did give into peer pressure okay and i learned never to again <laughs> so uh <laughs> last episode i talk about um my arts or like my christian camp stories sure this yeah. is my arts camp stories very oh God, different very different content. very different world yeah yeah this so is the I, uh, the other one was like the Sonic playthrough. This is the Shadow playthrough. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's very different. So I went to this arts camp, and I I love this camp. I I think this camp changed my life. It was like the building blocks for the career I have now. So like I have I have a lot of respect for this camp and everything they do. I think it's really cool. They pretty much they fly in people in all these different disciplines to teach kids. So, you know, like we had people who the film team had people who like were professional level, like making short films or uh, documentarians for like uh, Hallmark and stuff like that. So it's like it's like a lot of like C tier celebrities, you know, but still like pretty cool. Yeah. Real people with real experience teaching uh, high schoolers. Yeah, that's a big deal. And for me, growing up in Oklahoma, like I didn't I wasn't really around a lot of passionate people, but these were people were collected all over the state. And they were all passionate. And that was like the first time I was around artists, I felt. So that's why I think this was like such a big awakening for me. Because like, I didn't think I wanted to pursue art, despite how much I was passionate about it until this camp. And yeah, so anyways, whatever. Um, I befriended a group in film who has all been there once before. So they all kind of knew each other. I was kind of the new guy in their group. Okay. And they were all like, we were all 16, 17. Okay. And, you know, I definitely haven't smoked before, haven't drank before, was a certifiable virgin and everything like that. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, like, I mean, I don't think any of that is shocking for a 16 sure. year old. Yeah. But it's just like, I think it, it, it needs to be said. <laughs> You're painting um, a picture. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, I was, you know, I still wore like American Eagle collared shirts, sure, you know, and cargo okay. shorts. You know, I still had a shitty haircut. I can like picture a, you in yeah. my head. Yeah, you're you're yeah. in that weird, awkward phase between discovering like who, who you want to be. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I I do think these this group helped me in the most insane way possible. But like they kind of befriended me, and I they were. They they were all like pretty big stoners, and that's that's fine. I was like, I still want to be cool, so I don't want to be weird. Like, ah, oh, I don't smoke weed, or ah, sure. And this was an arts camp. It's very easy to sneak away and smoke weed. We're in the fucking mountains for this camp. <laughs> okay. Um. So we would always go to this little location called the Sex Cave, which is a cave people would have sex in. Okay. Yeah. Which is a little different from. The Christian camp. I mean, actually, the Christian camp, <laughs> there are a lot of pregnancies there. Instead of the sex cave, they have something a bit more abstract there. They have something called the devil's bathtub, which I think is incredibly sick. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. Exactly. It was just like a hot spring that was far enough away from everyone so the people would have sex there. Anyways, but at arts camp, 
people like never even knew they had sex. It was a much more public thing. The sex cave was not far from the recommended hiking trail. Oh God. Yeah. So I never heard of anyone getting caught. I don't even know if people had sex there because I think it was like so popular to have sex there. People were too scared to have sex oh, there. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That makes so, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I we since it was just on the hiking trail, we always went and smoked in the in the sex cave. And since I did not smoke, it was a two-week camp. For the first week, I just kind of sat there as my three friends were there. And you know, they always would bring like uh a girls who were there as well. And they were like, Oh, do you smoke? And I go, No. I'm going to sit in the corner, have fun, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that was me. And I don't, I don't know if anyone thought it was a weird, but if they did, I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, know? you can't blame them for that. Yeah. Like fair game. Fair is fair. But, um, and I, th I th think like ha on the halfway point on the perfect halfway point, uh, we have like a free day where, you know, a visitor day, you know, your family can come take you for lunch. Your friends can come visit and hang out on campus for a day. So you really have nothing to do. You can work if you want to, you, but, you know, it's not encouraged. Sure. So what we did, everyone was just smoking all day. And I think that was kind of my breaking point when I go, fuck it. Sure. I will smoke. <laughs> and then everyone in the group of like eight people is all like, what? Jacob? Jacob is going to going to smoke with us? Oh, break out the good stuff that I want to smoke with Jacob. And we're, we're 16 or like 16, 17, maybe, sure. maybe one 18 year old. And you're kind of like, you're think of you're me. I don't know what the good stuff is. I don't know what the bad stuff is, right? But I'll yeah, take it. Good no, sounds good, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You have no frame of reference. I think it's going to be quality, right? Sure. So they say, smoke this and they teach me how, and then I do it. And then they say like, you know, you, you didn't really get a lot. Like you need to inhale more. <laughs> so and then I keep doing it. And they get me like 50 shades of fucked up. And then they they reveal to me that that wasn't weed. What did they give you? Heroin. No, they didn't. Yeah. You're bullshitting me. Nope. No. Yep. You were smoking heroin in the sex cave? Yeah. Man, no. Uh, what so, the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. This is so, a real story? This what? is a real story, and I've never wanted to tell it on, like, it's Alpharad or anything. Like, I used to have a series called Story for Glory. I just told stories, and I always hid this one because I was like, this one is too much. No. What the fuck? Yeah. How did they get heroin? That's what I say. Every time I tell the story to friends, I'm just like, how did they even have heroin? How did the kids get... How are you not... How did that not... Isn't it addictive? Isn't it like... Yes! Yes, it is! What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. How did you end up okay? How did you like... If well, you got I, that I guess I up, only what? smoked heroin once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, you want more, right? Who the fuck's first drug was heroin? Holy shit. That's insane. They had to have yeah. been lying to you, right? If you've no. only done it once, you don't dude, know. Dude, I just want to say, like, I know these people and how they've ended up now. I, this was heroin. It was definitely heroin. <laughs> yeah. That's, and I have a friend, uh, one, oh. of my, one of my closest friends nowadays, like who I know knew back then, was there in that circle. And I've talked to him about the story and he's like, no, he's very, pretty experienced with drugs, I would say. And he was like, no, that was definitely heroin. Oh my God, like, dude. Whoa. Your life yes. could have been so different. How did you not uh -huh. fall into it from there? That's fucked uh, up. Okay, okay. So I think I think if they tried to sell me on heroin and were like, oh, it's not that bad or something like that, like that's a different approach. Oh, but yeah. But when they course. pull it, you know, the, the tablecloth off the table and they, they pull the rug from under your feet, whatever, uh, I, I think it, it has a different impact to you because I, I was traumatized. Oh, like, God, yeah. So, um... I would say like I'm pretty like kosher with drugs. Like you know, I have friends who who's most of my friends do weed and everything like that. They sure, do yeah. weed, and <laughs> but the thing is like I've always wanted to like sit around and smoke with my friends, sure. and I've never been able to. Like it's a huge mental block for me that I like I I 
drugs terrify me now because of that one incident. Because oh, it's God. just like, I yeah. always have a fear that I can never know what I'm about to smoke, even though like I have full reason to trust the people I'm with. But I, I've done edibles. I think edibles are much easier for me because I don't have to like, it's different process. Right. You don't have to, you, you don't have the question of like ingesting. It's like, it was created to be this. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So yeah. edibles I, I've done, uh, I, I can do pretty easily, but like my first drug experience was being surprised with heroin. That's absurd, dude. Yeah. Oh my God. I cannot I, believe that. I've never wanted to research heroin at all. Cause it's one of those things that might scare me more. Oh but God, yeah, I, yeah. I can just recite my experience. I I was like sweating a lot, mm -hmm. and uh, not not like physically sweating, just like uh, uh anxious. I was very sure, scared, sure, sure. of course, and I was terrified that that whole time I was on that drug. I I remember it, and it was it was it was terrifying. That's awful, uh, dude. Yeah. Oh my God, that would that would turn anyone off from doing that. I would think that's the one yeah. time you give into peer pressure. You're on heroin. Holy exactly. Fuck. That like people say stuff like that as a joke. Right. You're like you know like you know like you have sex one time, you're pregnant. Yeah. And it's just, but it's just like I gave into peer pressure once in my entire life, and I did heroin. How? That's insane, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, I I I've never really been been much of a of a drug person since then and it's one of those things like i see it and i'm like ah that seems fun not for me though justin says that in 2021.2 percent so that's what one in 500 kids yeah. i think right yeah because that's fifth yeah uh 0.2 percent of eighth graders reported using heroin in the last 12 months so you were one in 500 Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today i was At in eighth time. grade i was a uh, 16 oh okay oh god wait eighth grade that's way worse yeah that's so much worse wait a minute i One didn't 500 eighth together. graders doing heroin is so much worse oh fuck jesus dude our youth is in trouble yeah dude uh. what's fascinating to me is like so you know my wife and i had a kid we got pregnant you know did that whole thing uh how often the, the the world at large lies to people to protect them. Uh, this is a weird topic, but so like, for instance, you you were talking about how you have sex once, you're going to get pregnant, right? Yeah. Uh, not true. It's harder than you think. Maybe if you're especially, <laughs> maybe if you're especially fertile or virile, perhaps. Uh, but it took us some doing uh, for, a, for a while and, and neither of us have anything wrong with us, so... It took a little bit. Uh, you can get, yeah. you, can, you can roll snake eyes, you know, you could get very unlucky and it can be the first time. But uh, mm -hmm. I remember being terrified of like the pre-stuff, right? Like, because it what? has trace amounts. The pre-stuff, oh, yeah, yeah. not actually, the you know, I don't, I'm trying not to be crass. I'm trying to be. I understand. We're, you know where I'm going though. It's I like, do. Uh, people would say that that has trace amounts and even that could get you. But like, I, 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 I sort of, remember that in the same way that I remember pretty much everything after we had the baby said don't co-sleep co-sleeping is bad don't sleep in the same bed as your baby what? yeah so oh, oh, everybody okay. everybody tells you not to sleep in the same bed as your baby and the reason is obviously you might roll over the thing is 90% of people are fine with co-sleeping because you're going to realize as you roll over most people are not especially heavy sleepers but they tell everybody that because they don't want people to be liable for it, right? They uh -huh. don't want to like, they don't want to, you to even have the opportunity or the chance. And it totally makes of sense. Of course, yeah. And it's the same way with the sex talk where it's like 99% of people will be fine, but we tell everybody not to do it mm -hmm. because we don't want anybody slipping through the cracks. And part of me wonders how honest it is, how addictive heroin is if you did it and you didn't get like, immediately hooked on it because that's insane to me 
is it just like because I always thought of heroin as like you do it and you're just done, right? Like you're yeah, just I, you're locked in forever. That's I mean, yeah, sex is terrifying. Like, and it is I think it's especially terrifying the younger you are because you have less resources. Like when you I was no when experience. I was a, a teenager, yeah. one, no experience. Two, who do I talk to about this? And three, right. like I'm scared to even purchase condoms. <laughs> yeah, I remember that period where you're like in the store. You're clear, like you're fine, right? You're like yeah. seventeen, like you're seventeen, eighteen, something like that. But like you're, you have in a fact, feeling. very responsible. <laughs> yeah, but everybody's gonna be staring at you. You're positive. Yeah, and they yeah. probably don't care. No, never. They never do. No. Why would they? Yeah, I, I think. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, the first time. So I didn't know when the first time I was gonna have sex was ever gonna be. Mm hmm. But I was prepared for, sure. for when it happened. You did all I, the research and stuff? <laughs> yeah, I, I did the research and I purchased condoms and hid them for like uh, probably over a year before oh my God. they got any use. I was just like, I, I whenever it case. happens, I want to be prepared. I had one hidden in my car. I had one hidden in my bedroom. Okay, yeah. And then... And then I had I had a third that was probably just somewhere in my bedroom as just well. Just in case, just in case. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, I, I mean you know like I I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, I was sure. Scared. I think I had one in my uh I had one in my wallet at all times thinking you that should it might do happen. that you know. Yeah, I know because it gets all friction and it gets yeah. I, we didn't know back then. Gotcha. We weren't aware. I had a, uh, yeah, I think my. My, I think my first time was the most stereotypical Hallmark movie bullshit ever. <laughs> oh, it was. Was it? Uh, was it? Was it magical? No, <laughs> it, it was in my car. Okay, I had a Jeep Grand Cherokee, so it was spacious. Sure, but it it was at outside of a high school football game. No way. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's you just You are from Oklahoma. Holy <laughs> shit. That's crazy. That is so heartland. I I can't yeah. believe it. That is so America's heart. That's some John Cougar Mellencamp shit. That's crazy. You're born in the USA. <laughs> oh, God bless dude. America. Yeah. That's crazy. Woo. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's not a crazy romantic story. It's just something that I was like, yeah, I guess that happened, huh? And it was over instantly, right? That's that's how it goes, right? It's like it not just for me. No? No, you stud? I stud? I I I I think it's the opposite problem. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's another can't. issue. <laughs> yeah. Which I remember that first time, I think it was just out of fear. You know, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. whoa, what happens? You here? get anxiety. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, feel yeah. Like Oh, that's funny. I, I, my first time was never, it wasn't anything special. It was like, we went to go see a movie. The movie was canceled. We went back to my house and we we're like, you want to do it? Like, yeah, we've been dating for a long time. And it was just yeah. like, tonight's the night. It's like, okay. <laughs> Romance right. is in the air. Yep, I think it's yep. so funny to wait so long to just have it dissolve into, want to do it? It, it uh, yeah, it's, we, we were together for two years. Yeah. Like, it was a long time, and you know, you do a lot of other stuff in the meantime. Uh, but then, like, it was just go like, to canceled movies. Yeah, well, I forget what movie it was. It might have been. I think it's so crazy how detailed we get with step bro and incest porn, and then we're on like our own personal experiences, and you're too scared to say pre cum. <laughs> no, you're right. I I think I feel <laughs> I think I feel guilty. It's I think different. I feel guilty about that uh, yeah. episode. I yeah, do. I, I, we're trying to uh, to come clean and like father before I have sinned. I'm a changed man. I'm a changed man. I would never do that the again. The me I you just... heard two weeks ago is not someone <laughs> I'm proud of. I have repented. I and, have and, listen, prayed and I have apologized. If you're still on the podcast, thank you for your vote of confidence. I promise <laughs> to do better every day. It will be different. No, I, I just, I, I don't we, know. My we agree first that time, was our worst episode, right? It was pretty, best title. Best title, best title worst, worst episode. episode. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we were, we were a little bit too confident going into that, mm -hmm. that we would be able to broach that subject, but. No, no, that was the slowest episode ever as well. Like we talked tough. for a couple hours and only 10 minutes have passed. Yeah. I don't know how it happened. We entered some sort of time warp, but I don't know. 
not when it came to my first time or your first time. I, I don't think it's like especially vivid, right? It's like there's not much story to tell. It's no. I think everybody's first time is generally it's the same. Yeah. yeah. It's awkward. You're sort of I think it depends on it who was you're both with. Both of your too. first times, correct? Yes. Because yeah, mine was yeah, both yeah. of our first times. And I think like I don't I don't know if it's enhanced if one person is a little more experienced or what, because it's just like for me, it was like, I think this is what you do, right? And we just kind of wing it. I think it's awkward. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be. But I mean, like you both, if it's if it's awkward for both of you, at least then it's mitigated a little bit because it's like, yeah, you know, I agree with we're that. both figuring this out. I don't know. Hey, it, it's 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 the same for everybody, I think. But it's just so bizarre to me. The I don't know. Maybe it's true. I remember teen pregnancy being like the scariest fucking thing. Same. When I Absolute was that same. age. Did you, you had, knew people in your high school who were pregnant, right? Oh, multiple times. Like, like multiple times. And there was Teen Mom on MTV. Like, oh, yeah. I, like, they literally put the fear of God into people, and it felt like a whole cultural movement. And like, it was an idea. there was so much, like, it sucks to say, but there was so much judgment from right. teen pregnancy. Yes. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today an absurd amount and it was the prospect of it was the scariest thing ever and looking back it's just like it's it's bad right but mm -hmm. like i'm also now what's weird is like this is gonna sound really strange but now i'm 33 and if i have a kid now they're gonna be 30 when i'm 63 and i'm like you know it might have been cool to have a kid when I was like 18, right? You're 36 when they're 18. You can yeah. like relate to them more. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I actually I can come at you from a very different perspective. Yeah. Um my mom was 20 and my dad was 22 when they had me. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So How, what's that like? Uh I, I think it's weird. I I think yeah. it's weird because a lot of like these cultural phenomenons I want to talk to my parents about, like they kind of already know. It's Dude. like they're pretty caught up in pop culture. They're all pretty tech savvy. Like my dad, like here's here's the thing. Um, my dad has met several of my friends and most of my friends are like content creators, right? Every sure. now and then my dad will pop into my friend's streams and just gift subs. What? Wow, you know? like that? Holy shit. Yeah. So he's got a Twitch account. Yeah, he's got a Twitch account and he's like frequents and he played Among Us with us once. Like he, because he knows... <laughs> And the thing was, like, you know, when you invite someone who's not on Discord to Discord, you always expect like the the nothing profile picture. Oh, right. Yeah. No, he had a profile picture. He had fully fledged account and I he knew how to work Discord. And I was like, wow, at that. And he just said he was like, because my dad's uh, he works for like banks and mortgages and all that. But okay. he's legitimately a professional level poker player and he just fiends online games. So there's lots of poker streamers ah, gotcha, and there's gotcha, tons gotcha. of uh, uh, poker discords and stuff like that. So like that's how he's so familiar with those landscapes. So it's so interesting to see him have like that competency to yeah. just go into a stream, not ask any questions. He'd be like, here you <laughs> go, friend. Have some. Here's five gifted, you know. Man, so he could just navigate the UIs because he's seen it before. That's yeah. neat. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think it's crazy. That's a cool experience, man. My 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 uh, wife was raised by her grandparents, so there's mm -hmm. like she didn't. Her and I cannot connect on like pop music because she didn't yeah. listen to any of it. She only knows show tunes and stuff. So it's like I I I I think about like how those generational riffs sort of ripple throughout people apparently the uh the average age of pregnancy is 26.3 for women and for men it's 31 that is such is, a large difference right it's one it's crazy that's so high two i can't believe that the average is that high like well, yeah. it has to have shifted right well yeah that's definitely a shift because i feel like kid people are having kids later nowadays but i, I do want to say that i think it's weird to date people like super far outside of your age range. 
you know, in any capacity. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think my personal limit is like, I can go two years over, two years under, and that's probably it. Sure. I think, I think yeah. it does widen as you get older though. It does widen. I mean, I could even entertain, uh, you know, if I'm 26, I think anyone out of college really. So I would say like 22 is probably the youngest. Sure. I could yeah. realistically go. Oh God. Yeah. 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 If they're, if they're still in college now, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I think they have to be out of college for me. So, um, but yeah, I, I guess 23 to maybe 29 is probably like my range, I guess. The, uh, the, what they always say is I think half your age plus eight or half your age plus seven. People say that. And I do not think that formula works. No. Well, yours would be 21, right? Cause it's 26. Half is 13 plus eight, 21. So cool. I always heard like uh, half your age plus seven. I, I think that can get weird. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I mean, I think it depends on the, cause like, I think it does scale. So I'm 33 mm -hmm. and I could do, I could do 25 or a really cool 24 year old. You would have to be extra special. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's, I get that. I can, cause I think, I, I do think it's more about more. life phase after, right. at that point. So like, I think like after you're through college and everything like that, I think that's really like the last milestone and it's all about life phase. Personally, I, I just think age is weird to me and I wouldn't want to date anyone I like relating to people, especially my partner. So I don't yeah, think course. I could date anyone who I didn't like grow up with similar things as me. And I think that's my biggest thing. Sure. Because like, uh, you know, I've dated people who who were older than me. I dated um, briefly someone who was like eight years older than me. And okay. it was just like, um, I, you know, just different, too different. Could, couldn't do it. It's different worlds. People yeah. don't realize how quickly culture and sort of things shift. And it's 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 a strange thing. Apparently, the show Teen Mom had an average of eight hundred thousand viewers at its height, which is not especially high. I can't believe it was less than a mil. Yeah, they, I guess honestly, that's an average. But I but, guess that was yeah, that was probably almost like pretty regular daily content too. It's weird that MTV just now. I don't. I, I guess it's the state of cable networks in general, which I would love to touch actually, on. Actually, as an episode, average, but. I think that's actually insane. Now that I'm thinking about it, because you think about how much of that is reruns. That's true. Yeah, I I was thinking of like I'm gonna first call time that premieres. insane. But yeah, no, I was thinking yeah, premieres too. With how often they show, because like MTV used to show like it would spam Teen Mom next. Mm -hmm. Room Raiders. No, I want a whole episode dedicated to Next because that <laughs> concept is insane. I think we talked about it on a previous one, but we could do I a whole so. episode. Yeah, on yeah. It. I, I got I, a dude, lot to say on it. We let's just do a whole MV, MTV episode because like I'm MTV I watched a in lot general. Of MTV. I watched so much MTV, and I feel like it's not a thing anymore. Like it's it's not. It was well when we watched it. It was already bastardized from the music right. television network it was supposed to be. Yeah, so but like even we, then it was like cool when we did it, you know? We watched like this weird little gray area version of MTV where it's not what it was then and it's not what it is now. But it, they experimented with a lot of reality shows in this time and they were all weird. It was it was a bizarre time, but we've yeah, come so, to a bizarre time ding, on the ding, podcast. Ding. How did we get here? Scholastic uh, Book Fair is right. patient zero in this experiment. Uh, cool school stuff. We found out that you could still do a book fair at any. Uh -huh. You just hit them up. So you know, awesome. Uh, let us know. Limo, awesome. pizza party, McDonald's. Yup. Mm -hmm. School fundraiser. GameCube, Jogathon, <laughs> Game uh, peer Cube. pressure, heroin, heroin. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was a pit stop on, Addiction, on this road trip. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, fear-mongering in adults to children. Then uh, fear-mongering turns to sex. Our first times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then our first times turn to the societal pressure from like teen mom and things of the such. And and and, and I, I want to I say that was it. And then we land on MTV and that's probably yeah. going to be our next episode. Good time. Yeah. Good right. time. Good episode. I, it was fun. It was a good time. Yeah, I, I I'm glad I got to out myself as a former heroin user. I can't believe you're not a current heroin addict. How did you escape? That's fear. A, that still blows my mind. That yeah, but like your fear was stronger than your physical response of addiction. Isn't that amazing? I mean, it yes, but I don't I don't necessarily know if that's how addiction works. works. <laughs> 
I don't think it's like you try it once and you're addicted. I think it's like you casually entertain the idea a few times and then you become addicted. I, I don't, I've never heard of really anyone becoming addicted after, after their first time. I'm probably just fear mongered. Like I, I think the you're same fully fear mongered. You got dared to hell and back. I, I, I absolutely did, but you know what? It worked out. Uh, it worked out, I guess I've never, I don't drink. I don't smoke. Yeah, Oklahoma I'm, I'm pure of is heart. like the meth capital of the world. So I feel like I've seen addiction firsthand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Your, the experiences are different. Did you know that in breaking bad, they asked chemistry professors in Oklahoma to do the science for it, specifically Oklahoma. Oh my God. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's, that's harrowing. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Well, oh, well, did you know that, uh, they took some creative liberties because I think this is actually pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, the, you know, in breaking bad, just a little, little bonus fun fact at the end of this sure. episode, the, the As a thanks for sky. making it so far. Yeah. The, yep. What is it? Crystal blue? Baby blue? Uh, blue sky. Blue sky. Blue sky. That Because, you know, that was meth, right? True. They made it that kind of meth. This, this part is an assumption. But um, it's chemically impossible to have meth be that color. Really? Yes. And I think this, is, this part is an assumption. Sure. I think they did that because... Otherwise, the show would just inspire people selling meth, specifically uh, Blue Sky. I hear you. Yeah, you're making you're making meth like to make it like the one on the show. I hear. Yeah, because right. I can't imagine, uh, like for that show to be so chemically sound, but to mess up something central like that feels odd. Sure. So I'm just going to assume that that part was intentional to not encourage copycat, you know, Walter White's. Right. I, I I thought you were gonna say it's because of the uh the show has serious like color themes, right? And Sky yeah. is the name of his wife and blue is a big deal on the show. So I was like, okay, maybe it's thematically relevant, but I guess it checks both. It boxes, could be, right? But yeah, That's yeah, it good. could be both. Or That's maybe it was one and accidentally satisfied the other. Who knows? Right. Hey, maybe we'll have a breaking bad episode in the future. Yeah, I honestly, totally forgot about a Crazy Eight, by the way. I was I was watching a video on Breaking Bad. I was like, oh yeah, that was a character. Yeah, I think Breaking Bad's incredible. I think October during the pandemic, I watched the entirety of it just in like a month. Me too. I think yeah, mine was show. like August. Still holds up. Excellent show. All right, but that's it for our show. Uh, next episode might be on MTV. Who knows? We uh, I think we landed on something. It'll be fun. But uh, that's gonna do it for us. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye. How Do We Get Here is produced by Deanna Gallen, Jacob Rabin, and Zach Zeeks. Our theme music is composed and performed by Garrett Williamson, and our engineer slash audio producer is Justin Asher. 